It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What's up, Jazz fans? It's time for another Take Note Thursday episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at the Hive Sports, and you'll be able to stay up to date on all things Utah Jazz, as well as other teams in the Beehive State that you may follow. We have Aggies, Utes, Cougars, uh, all of the colleges, high schools, Real Salt Lake. We we have them all. So. We have the buzz for you, and today it's just going to be all things jazz on this podcast. We'll get you recapped on the week. We'll talk about all all, all the games that were in action and, and how the jazz did, who were the top performers. Um, and we'll talk about an award that one jazz player got, looking at you, Spida. And lastly, we'll talk about some news and notes you need to get caught up on involving some trades. Are the Jazz looking to make a move during the trade deadline? It's all coming up on a Take Note Thursday episode on January 6th, 2022. Man, it is, I will say it is hard to, to say that 2022 when I'm, I'm time stamping this episode, but let's get it started. So the Jazz won, right? They won three out of their four games since we talked last Thursday. And so, so that was really cool. Uh, I hope you all had a good weekend, a, a happy new year. I actually spent some time in in Dallas. My my dad's a big Alabama fan, so we went to the Alabama versus Cincinnati game, and that was that was kind of cool. And and to see all, I saw a lot of you Ute fans um, dressed in your Ute gear on the way to to L.A. in the airport. So um, that that that's amazing that you got that far. Ohio State's a great team, so props there. But um, and. So enough college talk, right? This is a jazz podcast. So let's talk about what the jazz did. So the jazz ended 2021 on the right note on, on New Year's Eve. So as I was flying back, I was trying to, to keep caught up on the jazz and the jazz did not disappoint me to end the 2021. Uh, they, the, despite two Timberwolf players scoring over 20. So Anthony Edwards, the, the lottery pick, and then, uh, what is this, Malik Beasley for 22 points. No problem, because Spida Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell had his uh, season high, 39 points. And Bojan Bogdanovich, excuse me, I get my Bogdanovich is mixed up. Uh, He had 24 points, 12 rebounds, so that's that's solid. And Gobert chipped in a double-double of his own. He almost always gets one, 14 Point sixteen rebounds, so good way to end 2021 on the right note. Uh, 2022 didn't start the best, but it's hard to do that when you play the best, the team with the best record, I believe, in the NBA. Um, the Golden State Warriors are top the West, and yeah, they're definitely better than the East. Um, currently, actually, Golden State and Phoenix are tied with the best record, and the Jazz sit one and a half games back. So Golden State, Phoenix are 29 and eight. Jazz are 28 and 10, so Jazz still on pace to have a great season. I'm guessing in the high 50s, 
be awesome if we can get to low 60s wins, win total by the end of the season, but we'll have to see. We're, we're, getting, we're nearing the halfway point, 38 games in. But the Jazz start January with a loss, 123 to 116. Draymond did not play. Um, we had one of our guys out too, so, so can't, um, give too much credit to them, right? Because Whiteside was out. So we were forced to play small ball. Like we played some small ball with Rudy Gate. We were just outscored by a bunch. Like, um, when Rudy wasn't on the court, I think they said we were like outscored by 17. I think when he was on the court, we outscored him by 10. So, it was just a rough night all around, um, despite having three of our guys scored 20 points. So Bogdanovich, Gobert, and Mitchell, t- 20 points. 116, I mean, if we have a good defensive outing, maybe we can stop the Warriors, but it takes a lot to stop them because they're they're pretty good, right? Uh, Curry lit up the, the scoreboard with 28 points. He went 50% from beyond the arc, 6 for 12 from 3. So um, it is hard to beat those teams and and one argument I've heard, knock I've heard against the Jazz is what good teams have they beat um I mean we beat playoff teams but obviously yeah we haven't really played the top teams I I, I think we've yet to play the Suns and so that'll be a big test when when that comes up uh yeah we just haven't beat a lot of the good teams yet but which is why the down the stretch will be a big test we have a big test coming up, and then in March, we are playing a lot of teams that made the playoffs last year. That it should it should be pretty tough as we head down the stretch. But I I believe in my Jazz, as I'm sure all of you do. So we'll just we'll just have hope. Um, I think the biggest question is the postseason. I think the Jazz are getting better every day. We just you know you you can't choke in the postseason, and, and that can sometimes happen if. You get too confident or too lackadaisical. I think the Jazz are tired of losing, um, and they, they just have that step to take. So, yeah, against uh, a Pelicans team on the 3rd of January, they got their first win of 2022. Um, they started the first of, like, what is it, a five five-game road trip. So they got the win, 115-104. to 104. That was largely in part due to three people. Bogey had 21, Conley had 22, and Mitchell had 29. Uh, Gobert did chip in his 10.17 rebounds. So um, one thing that was a real key in this one was limiting Brandon Ingram. I, I think there was a couple people that mentioned how Ingram had the a career high. I think it was like 49 or points or something crazy like that against the Jazz a couple of years ago. And one, but um, one thing Gobert did is he just made so Ingram was like, you know what, I don't want to go to the rim. I'm gonna settle for outside shots, and I think he made he went made one shot at the rim. But other than that, um, a lot of times he just didn't even attempt shots at the rim. So that that was interesting. Um, and maybe I I think I heard he was coming off some type of Achilles or ankle injury, so that maybe that makes him a little bit harder for him, and maybe makes him a little more passive, but. Um, no excuses here. Jazz, Jazz get the win. Uh, Valanciunas led the the way for the Pelicans with 25 points. Um, notice, like, I mean, there's ways we can get better, right? There was some defensive possessions that um, bothered me. Uh, Andy Larson does a great job with his triple team for the Salt Lake Tribune, so definitely check out some of his film. 
I, I saw a couple of times where Rudy Gay just kind of let Jonas Valanciunas bully him. But, yeah, give credit to Andy Larson for for noticing that. And, and hopefully Rudy Gay, um, if he's saving it for the playoffs, we better see it in the playoffs, right? Because he's he's the missing piece that we believe can help with our defense. Um, I still think we need wing defenders, a one or a two guard that can get in there and, and defend. But who knows? Maybe our our current guys can just get better. Uh, we just, I mean, Conley and Mitchell are, are a little bit small, right? And we just don't have a lot of elite defenders at the guard guard position. So we'll have to see. But uh, excited the Jazz won that and just got done watching, as I'm recording this, the Utah Jazz just defeated the the Denver Nuggets. So that, so that was cool to see right after um, they had the Dirk Nowitzki retirement ceremony. And so, or not retirement ceremony, the, the retiring his jersey number. So yeah, jersey retiring. So so yeah, that's that's really cool for Dirk. I think 41 will no longer be weared, worn <laughs> in for the maps. But anyways, so so the Jazz followed that with a, it's hard to follow that up, right? Because Dirk was so great, but it was a fun nightcap. Uh, the Jazz won 115 to 109 over the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets aren't the same Nuggets we've seen in years past. They're middling around 500, 18 and 18. But they can just stay healthy, right? If Jamal Murray comes back, we remember how Murray led up the Jazz, came back from down 3-1 and, and beat us. So we'll have to see. But Bogdanovich, it was his night. I I was tweeting about him all night from the Twitter account from the Hive Sports. Um, we'll we'll definitely have to to see what you guys think of that. We'll, we'll throw up a, a poll, maybe some questions on Twitter. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have the Instagram stories going. Maybe we'll have a a Q and A today. But so 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 big game for Bogey. Uh, Rudy Gobert did not play in this game, by the way, and we still won. I, the Nuggets had a late comeback attempt, but it fell just short. Um, so two double-doubles here. Royce O'Neal had 11 rebounds, 13 points, and he shouldered a lot of the defensive load in the absence of Rudy. Um, Azubuki started at center with Rudy out as Hassan Whiteside was not, is, is still not playing. So, uh, interesting, great win for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell did not shoot well. Uh, he's my favorite, I will say he's my favorite player, but, you know, sometimes when a shooter is not, not hitting their shot. It doesn't look great, but we know Donovan's great when he has his shot going. So, yeah, he was one of nine for from three, eight of twenty two overall. Um, got to the free throw line zero times. So, I th- I think yeah, getting to the free throw line is a key, and we'll talk more about what's helped him in in just a minute here. But just wanted to shout out the Jazz. They've won three of the last four. Um, next week we'll have Four recaps to go over. We'll we'll finish up this uh, road stretch with the Raptors on Friday, the Pacers on Saturday. So you would get a back to back. We'll have to see who we rest there, and then we'll finish it at the Pistons on Monday. So a lot of early games, like round five, right? Five thirty, five five. So make make sure to if if your wife will let you. I'm not sure what our plans are, but. <laughs> She'll let you plan your date nights around that. Maybe go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Maybe I'll see you there. Then that'll be awesome. <laughs> and then we come back home. We play Wednesday at 7 p.m. versus the Cavaliers. So 
we'll get you caught up on that next week. But first, we we got to bring up more this week. So I really want to take a minute to talk about Donovan Mitchell's honor that he's never gotten in his career before. I believe he's gotten Player of the Week, but he was named Western Conference Player of the Month for December. Um, I I think, and don't quote me on that. I just had heard that he never won it, which surprised me. I, I thought he's had worthy. Um, he's been worthy of it before. Maybe it was Rookie of the Month. I can't remember. But um, in the month of December, he averaged 32.2. I'm just reading this from um, the the news here. So he averaged 30.2 points, 5 assists, and 3.2 rebounds per game while shooting 50.2% from the field and 37.7% on three-point attempts. So Donovan had a great month. Led the Jazz to a 12-2 record in the month of December, so you can't complain there. Uh, the Jazz have maintained that number three seed in the Western Conference. I think it's largely in thanks to Mitchell for helping him have a, a strong December. We had some hiccups early on, right? But um, you look at our overall record. What are we now? 28-10. Um, and 10. So only two of those losses were in December, so then... It would have to be seven in October slash November, and then, yeah, just one in January so far. But we really cut down those losses in the last month, so so I think that's something to be happy about. So so thanks to Donovan. Uh, it, it, he's having a great year. I think he's a fringe. I mean, I don't think he's going to really be in the top five of MVP voting this year, but maybe top ten. I've I've heard him and... Rudy Gobert. Gobert's in consideration like every year for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I I am seeing a lot of you voting for Donovan Mitchell. It's, I think it's at M, or hashtag NBA All Star uh, hashtag Donovan Mitchell. Just just make sure you're doing that. I think some people do NBA vote, and I'm not sure how. I, I believe it's hashtag NBA All Star tracks it. So make sure to use the correct hashtag there, and and retweets count as votes too. So Please, please vote for him. Uh, the fan vote does count for a little percentage of it, but uh, hopefully we'll see. I, I believe Donovan Mitchell is the second uh, highest scorer among shooting guards. So if we're just going by shooting, we would have to give it to Donovan Mitchell. And he is the highest. Um, so, yeah, Zach Levine is 263 so shooting guards, Mitchell is second at 25.7. Bill has taken a dip at only 24 points a game. So Bradley Bill of Washington Wizards, Booker's down to 23.9. Now Mitchell might not be the most efficient of those, but I mean, Zach Levine is, in cra- is crazy efficient right now, 49.7%. But Mitchell is second among the, uh, of those, of those top four scorers. He's, he's at second or, or well, he's at 45.7. So, Beal is just a tad better at 46%, but um, Mitchell's looking good among this. Um, has a better three-point percentage than Bill. Um, still behind Booker and Levine. So, yeah, you can look at this. Um, maybe some of you think that Booker should start for the Western uh, Conference. I, I know now they just do a draft, right? But But basically, you're locked in and guaranteed to be a starter. Uh, if you get voted to be so, um, the, the, they'll pick five Western and five Eastern, and then whoever the captains are will will choose. And 
you you know how LeBron James is. He he picks Jazz players last because he never picked them in the NBA 2K, which I think is weird. But um, so I definitely want to see Mitchell locked in and be a starter because it's quite an honor to be a starter in the All Star. It means you're considered the best um, player at your position. So we'll see if Mitchell gets the nod. Who knows? Maybe Rudy Gobert. We'll have to talk about him another week. I'm I'm almost positive that both players will be named All Stars. I think. They've, they've both proven it, that they are worthy of that. And I think it's just a matter of time before we see uh, a co-MVP. I, I'm hoping we see it again. R- remember 1993, the last time the All-Star game came to Salt Lake City, the Stockton and Malone won co-MVP. It'd be amazing to see that happen again in 2023, 30 years later. So let's, we can start the campaign this year and just see. Hopefully we do well and and Mitchell will keep getting his honors but last but certainly not least just wanted to mention a quick little bit of news I saw I saw Mie Oni um, the Jazz cleared him off the books uh, to to the Oklahoma City Thunder who were planning on waiving him so the Jazz by shutting off his salary it, it looks like they're going to save about three million dollars and um, so so that'll help with luxury tax right but I want to see our our team be be aggressive because Mie Oni was a pretty good defender. He couldn't do much else, but he was good at that. And so I want to see us be aggressive and go for someone. Like now is the time to go for a title. If for some reason in a couple of years Mitchell and Gobert move on, we have to start over again. Then yeah, let's let's just clear the house and try to get more financially stable. But now is not the time to keep your chips. It's time to throw all the chips into the middle, right? If you're talking poker. Um, poker analogies. Um, the Jazz did pick up someone named Daniel House. I keep getting him mixed up. There's a guy back. I remember when I played NBA in 2004, NBA Live. I think it was before the 2K days. They had a guy named Eddie House, and I would just use him, and he and just bomb it with the Charlotte Bobcats. I think one time my brother and I went, um, got pretty crazy. One time I think just as a practical joke, I didn't. I launched the sliders up because he was up by 30 uh, on his friend. So I was like, hey, we're going to beat him. And so, yeah, not, I'm not always the best brother there. But anyways, so Dan Wellhouse is, is on the Jazz now. I don't know how many minutes he'll get. I mean, he's basically replacing Oni, Oni's spot. I think the Jazz still have one more roster spot they could fill. So we'll have to see the trade deadline. We'll have to do a trade deadline special. As we get closer, I think it's uh, in early February. Um, there's some names in Jazz Nation that we love, right? We love Royce O'Neal. We love Jingles. I think anybody but Donovan and Rudy, right, is available for the right price. Like, it's not going to be just pocket change, right? But if we could get, I don't know, a really good player for Bojan, maybe we would do it. But, but yeah, I think that the Jazz... In large part, they have the pieces that, when fully healthy, they could compete for a championship. I think last year, I mean, we, we swept the Bucks in the regular season, right? And the championship's a different story, but um, I think the Warriors and the Suns will be tough. But we, we just need to keep searching for that missing link. Um, championships aren't won overnight. The Bucks went through countless struggles in the playoffs early early exits that when they were like a one or two, three seed, um, like second round, I can't remember if there was a first round, but 
Um, so I just wanted to throw that n- news at you, and, and we'll keep talking about in the, in the next month what the Jazz needs to do to, to get there. Because we know they're poised to have a re- great regular season, right? The Jazz could win 60 games, <laughs> and who knows, that might still reward them with the second or third in the West, the way the West is going right now. But the Jazz are where they need to be. I, I, I'm sure that the Suns and Warriors can't be hot all year. They'll have their own hiccups. So we just need to be consistent. And looks like we're able to win with even when some of our good guys sit. So um really excited to see what becomes of this team. I think the Western Conference Finals would be a great next step. Um, so uh, I really liked Mie Oni, but I, I get it. Um, we're pretty stacked at the guard position. Maybe we, we need to get um, some better depth or maybe just a more proven guard that can just defend and do something else. Like, no disrespect to Mie Oni because he's really good at defense, but you got to be able to be valuable. You, you can't be a liability on, on either end. And I feel like he was kind of one on on offense. And some people said, who knows, maybe – he could develop into a Royce O'Neal, because right, Royce O'Neal didn't have much of an offensive game. Now he can hit it, hit a three. He can, he can make it rain a little bit. So, um, well, that d- does it for our take note Thursday. A little bit shorter this week, but I'll let you have ten minutes back. And but make sure to again follow us on all three platforms: the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we will appreciate it so much. And another good reason to do it is next month. Stay tuned. We'll. We'll have another ticket giveaway, so stay tuned on that. And until then, go Jazz, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.